Good morning, everybody. My name is Larry Jacobs. This is Pre K 12 Education Talk Radio. On March 22nd, second day of spring 2023, and as I like to tell everybody, especially today because we're going down to New Orleans, Louisiana, knowledge, okay, to talk to uh, Marvell Nolan, who's the uh, who works with Inspire NOLA uh, Charter Schools. We're going to talk to them about multi-tiered systems of support for all their kids. But uh, it's warm down there. I live in Maine. We're expecting the second day of spring. We're expecting five to eight inches of snow on Saturday night. So there you go. And I noted here in my notes that Marvell had moved down from Detroit, and now you know why, to beautiful New Orleans. Okay, many years ago. Okay, he's going to be an interesting interview today. We're going to talk about all the wonderful things they're doing, uh, very creative things, okay, for closing the gap and making success for these kids that are in two, tier two and three students in need. Okay, multi tiered systems of support. Okay, with this charter school network in New Orleans. All right, one of my favorite cities, I might add. We're going to archive the show over at ace-ed.org. Our home website for the American Consortium for Equity in Education. That's what we're all about. Please go over there, see what we do. Everything's free for educators. It's free for everybody, but particularly it's all done for educators. Okay, ace-ed.org, our online journal, Equity and Access, is over there, plus all kinds of other information about teacher retention, which we're going to touch on today in in our conversation. Uh, social emotional learning as well and all sorts of good information for you we hope it helps to bring about equity and helps the whole situation out there ace-ed.org without further ado let me bring on marvell nolan marvell it's larry jacobs here how are you doing this morning i'm doing really well larry how are you doing today thanks for having me on Believe me, it's going to be my it's my pleasure now. It'll be more so by the time we're done. I just wanted to make sure I'm pronouncing your first name properly. Is it Marvel or Marvel? I wanted to be sure of that. It's actually Marvel, like the comic book. I am a superhero. Thank you. Thank you. That's, I was <laughs> emphasizing. I had a feeling I might be emphasizing the wrong syllable, as they like to make the joke. Okay, Marvel Nolan, everybody. All right, thanks for correcting me on that one. Okay, no Marvel, I, I, I want to start with this. We're going to talk a little bit about Inspire NOLA schools. But what struck me as I was reading a little bit about your biography, you have a back. So I, I, I love this when I read it. You're from Detroit. You moved down to where it was warm, New Orleans. Okay, but you have a bachelor's degree, which I find fascinating, in industrial engineering. And you went to University of Michigan, that small school up there. And then you have your MBA Okay, and then uh, then you got a master's in education. And just before we get into anything more, just talk about that route, which is absolutely fascinating to me. A degree in engineering, a master's in business administration, and then a master's in education. And today you're the district coordinator for multi-tiered systems for Inspire uh, and NOLA. So just talk about that little, that road you've traveled. Very so interesting. Yeah. yeah, definitely. I I got into education as a career change, so... Um, starting off in Detroit, uh, grew up with um, a modest background. Um, my mom's a single parent, and I was always really good with, in math and science. And so she always pushed us to go to school and do your best and pursue education. And so God bless up, mom. Of course. Wow. <laughs> still, yeah. still my hero to this day. But growing up, uh, people kind of pushed me into, you know, engineering is the way to go. Like, you're good at math, you're good at science, you want to make a bunch of money, 
go and be an engineer. <laughs> and so I did that. I went to University of Michigan, one of the top engineering schools, and I got my engineering degree. And I started working at one of the automotive companies. And my expertise was working with quality management and uh, like change management, so the change management process. So I was really good at going to big automotive plants and helping them figure out how they can be more efficient or how they can save money and just kind of doing things faster or more timely or uh, with less people, more, less resources. So when I got into that career, I, I really found that, you know, I, I enjoyed it, but it really wasn't my calling. Like I had another purpose in life. So um, things happened to me later on in life. I was actually involved in a really bad car accident in 2005, ooh, uh, December ooh. 2005 I, in, in Michigan. I flipped my car over and I slipped on a piece of ice and I was hospitalized for over a month and ooh. I had to go through rehab oh. and it's a, a, a real big life change for me. That is. And so a, a, friend, a friend of the family actually came to me during that time and said, you know, and you're not to get too religious with your audience, but he said, you know what, I have a message for you. God told me that you're not following his plan. It's something in life you need to be doing, and you're not doing it right now. He's going to give you a second chance, but you may not get a third chance. And so I, I took those words to heart, and I really kind of did a, like an inventory of my life at that time and said, what's, what's my real passion? And I really always loved, you know, just education and just that aspect of learning. And so I took a job, actually a part-time job to start off as an adjunct professor teaching an engineering class, I uh, took a bunch of 12th grade students to do, do an enrollment class in, in Detroit. Wow. And I, I remember that first day, it was just like the light was shining on me and, like, you know, everything was, like, running so perfect. I had, like, a voice inflection going and a pointing thing was happening. And, like, all the students were, like, laughing at my corny jokes and everything. I was like, this is it. This is what I need to be doing right now. Like, this is my passion right here. And so I got into education, and then from there, things just kind of took off for me. Like, it was, it was like, overnight, I was a – teacher, then a department head, and assistant principal, wow. principal, district employee, just like my career just went to new heights, and I felt like this is what I really was put on this earth to do, was to help young people, mm -hmm. and now I'm helping teachers to help more young people. Well, it's quite a journey. i got to tell you, it's a very, uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm so glad you recovered, obviously, from that uh, car accident, but uh, I tell you, a lot of people don't make that kind of a life-changing life uh, 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 decision, and uh, I'm going to tell you, I think it's paid off for kids that you work with. I'm just, uh, it's just a fascinating life, life you've had. Okay, and it's going to get better from here. What can I tell you? Okay, and how'd you wind up in New Orleans, for goodness sakes? I know you would, it had to be part of the reasons, the warmer weather, but uh, talk to me about that. How'd you get down to New Orleans? Yeah. yeah, definitely. I actually left Michigan. I actually lived in Florida for 10 years. So I oh. was a teacher in a department head, then a assistant principal and a principal of a charter school in Florida. And so I was oh. part of a school turnaround there to help that school go from a, a C grade to an A grade. And at that time, okay. uh, 2017, 2018 or so, I felt like I had kind of completed that mission there. I'm, I'm what you may call a – I consider myself to be like a change agent. Like it's hard for me to be at one school for – 30, 40 years. And nothing against people to do that. Like, I, I'm fully committed to lifers. Yeah, but for me, I like to go and I see an issue, I fix it, and I move to other issues. So I feel like there was more for me to do. And I heard about the New Orleans schools, and I heard about the charter school movement in New Orleans, and how they just needed more strong administrators there. Yeah. And needed people who yeah. had to come through and make a difference. 
So I, I came here and I I fell in love with the city now. I I, I <laughs> fell in love with here and I got yeah. Now now is the time for me to to help the kids here in New Orleans also. And I and I'm glad you're there. As I said before earlier, I just my my son lived down in New Orleans for for. Uh, uh, about five years, and I just we just love going down to visit them, and get a feel for the city, and they do it so well. Okay, so I, I just think it's a great place. Now, tell 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 me, Marvel, about um, Inspire Inspire NOLA Schools and NOLA and Northern Louisiana. Okay, N O L A Inspire NOLA Schools, the charter network where you work because it's interesting the way I have your bio here, and it says as the district coordinator of multi-tiered systems, okay, of support for, for Inspire NOLA, but you're calling it a school district, which is fine, okay, but it's a, it's a charter, it's a, it's a grouping of charter schools, and I noticed that I went on the website that a lot of, uh, a lot of the students, if not all of them, are African-American, so just talk about what Inspire NOLA is, and believe me, having been in this business for so long, I know New Orleans has always struggled with public education, okay, and a lot of the kids a lot of the kids aren't getting the education they deserve. I hate to say it that way, but it's true. And somebody has to step up and get it right for those kids. We're wasting. It's bad for them, but it's bad for everybody when that kind of thing happens. Okay, so just talk. Just tell us about Inspire Nola, where you work. Yeah, definitely, Larry. Uh, I'm so blessed to be working with Inspire Nola with a, a group of educators and teachers who are just truly passionate about seeing our students grow and achieve their, to their abilities. Inspire NOLA is a group of eight charter schools around yeah. the city. We have about 6,000 students total that we service, uh, three high schools and five K-8 schools. Um, we just have a mission of really growing our students and then helping them succeed their goals and reach their goals. Um, my job, again, is a multi-tier system support manager for all of our schools, so I help our students with their interventions, help our teachers to provide unique learning opportunities for our students as needed. We also help identify students who may need special education services or 504 services or gifted services or ELL. All of our subgroups, it's our job to make sure students have the resources and the identification tools needed, as well as helping any student uh, who may be struggling or need some advancement work. So our job, my job specifically gets to touch on about every student in the network and provide them with like an individualized plan to help them reach their goals. It's, it's excellent. And the 6,000 students you're working with total in the eight schools, uh, are they, are they I, I don't know this, are they pre-K or K through 12? Mm -hmm. how, how do they set up grade-wise? Yeah, it's pre-K through 12, every grade level. Cool. Okay, cool. So it's really good. And, and there's eight schools. I noticed here, and some of them are designated as high schools, Edna Carr and McDonough. Okay, so this is it's, it's yeah. still great to know, and I hope it's really working out real well. Uh, my good friends at Varsity Tutors, okay, um, introduced uh, we we coordinated to get this show together. I know you're working with those good work, and I think what they do is really important. I think tutoring is really important these days. All right, because we lost the, during the pandemic. Okay, we lost we lost a lot of learning. We got to get these kids caught up, all right, and and give them the, the, what they need. And we also are in danger of losing educators. And I might add, I saw on your website you got a job fair this weekend. I think down there. So mm -hmm. I'll just give a little plug on that. If you want to go further on that, we can use all the good teachers we need. 
we can get. But um, just just talk about you know the, what what the kids need, and and I'm very much in favor of tutoring. Okay, and it's not tutoring like when you and I were back in school. It, it it's not tutoring to remediate. It's tutoring to accelerate. All right, yeah. if I may. Okay, when I was a kid, I needed a math tutor tutor because I was so stupid in math. Okay, but that's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about really qualified professionals who can really step in, all right, at at, at very different levels, not only the academic side, but also the service side in terms of counseling needs, et cetera, from from companies like Varsity Tutors, all right, and, 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 and help the teachers. And that's important now because... The teachers are under a lot of pressure. They feel frustrated as well. A lot of them are leaving. They're so frustrated. All right? And so the more help we can give them, the better it is. So just talk about how all this came together for you, Marvel, please. Yeah, definitely. Um, We saw a need after COVID that our students really were struggling academically, socially, behaviorally, just across the board. So, again, as the MCSS manager, it's my job to kind of come up with innovative ideals and uh, ways that we could address some of these issues. And so the research we did, we noticed that there's a lot of factors that influence student academic performance, you know, things like the parent's education level and the income Mm -hmm. and the zip codes you live in. Of course, all those factors still remain to this day. But as administrators, we cannot control those things. The main things we can control are the quality of the teaching efforts for our students, as well as the curriculum we're putting in front of them. So what we decided to do was try to be innovative here and come up with more ways we can help our teachers to address those deficiencies they're seeing in some of their students. So our teachers are suffering from a bit of burnout, actually. So oh, yeah. asking them to do more was not an option. We couldn't ask teachers who are already working 10, 12 hours a day to commit more time to teaching because they're already at their, at their max peak. So what we did is we found the program, uh, we actually looked for a couple of different options, um, virtual tutoring options. What we wanted was something that could happen during the school day. So we got the, we got the kids at school already. We don't want them to go home and do tutoring. We want them to do it during the school day where we have them there. So attendance is not an issue. They can work with a one-on-one tutor and get that personalized support they need to move forward academically. And so we set the program up at Barclay Tutor, and they – by far had the most robust program of the different tutoring yeah. vendors that we, uh, that we talked to. They had the capacity to handle our student population as well as the professionalism and the expertise um, oh, in terms nice. of the student vote. So we were very, very impressed with their program. So we set it up. So we actually have two options for our students. We have a subset of our students that are getting this called high dosage tutoring, so this one-on-one tutoring during the school day, and either reading or math, they meet, they get their devices out, and they work with their virtual tutoring, virtual tutor to address needs that are identified through a diagnostic test. So each student has like a personalized plan based on their individualized needs. And then secondly, we have what's called a 24-7 on-demand tutoring option. So all Ooh, of our students, okay. if they're at home or at school or after school, before school, can simply just log on to the tutoring site and access to a tutor whenever they need it. And it's a really good resource also for our parents. So in the evening time, you're struggling trying to solve that <laughs> capital problem with your, with your son or daughter, you know what you're doing. Got me you can yeah. jump on <laughs> to the tutor and get that answer for you. Yeah, thank God my students, like my, my own kids never asked me to help them with math, believe me, okay? Let me make that point very <laughs> clear. 
all right? So that's, I'm not the only one, all right? So it's so great yeah. to have this. I, I, I have to ask, how, how, how's the reaction to this, all right? And, and this, this, is, um, this is key, the reaction from the teachers as well as the reaction mm-hmm. from the students. We can also add in the parents there as well, because they, they're probably thrilled with this. But I'm curious as to the reaction, because, you know, teachers know they need help, all right? I, I hope they know they need help, and I, I mean that mm-hmm. in a positive sense, all right? And, and it, it, well, how do you, you coordinate it? How do you make them feel comfortable with it? it, it it's mm-hmm. a curious thing, and I wonder how the kids are reacting to it. Yeah. Well, first, uh, from my days as an engineer and working with change <laughs> management, there you go. Now those skills carried over into education. So one of the things I noticed when I first got into education was just a lot of the inefficiencies that happen within our organizations and our industry. So things are not like a, a well-run, smooth operation sometimes. So getting buy-in from key stakeholders, make sure everyone's on, on the same page, make sure everyone is involved with the, the key decision-making processes, making sure that we actually document the current state of the process and then measure afterwards. Like these are key things that I carried over from my engineering days, and I wasn't seeing these things happen a lot in education. So these are kind of some of the things I try to put in place whenever I try to do a new initiative to make sure that, you know, we have some type of documentation, that we are measuring the, the growth of the program and make sure we get the teachers involved at the early stages of the program. So for this virtual tutoring thing, I made sure that we got key teacher input, but the teachers knew that even though the kids can be working with a tutor, the tutor is there to assist them as teachers. So the teachers actually have input with the, with the student, I mean with the teachers, I'm sorry, with the tutors to kind of direct if there are specific things they want the tutors to work on or they can kind of help the tutors to kind of figure out what the right approach is to working with that student. The parents and the teachers and the students so far overwhelmingly are in love with this program. The teachers That's love it because it gives them a little bit of uh, a respite because now, now they have a subset of their kids working with a bunch of tutors, and they can focus on the other kids and get more high-intensity instruction for those students. The students, of course, love it because they get that personalized attention that they weren't getting all the time from their, from their teacher, and the parents love it because, again, they have access to that tutor and those, like, also have enrichment classes and elective classes kids can take at their own pace on weekends or over the summer. These all done, can be done virtually through that virtual tutor app. I, I think it's terrific. And how hard was it to coordinate all this? And this is important. This is an important question. Okay, my I got good friends over at Varsity Tutors. But it, it, how, so I want to make that clear to everybody. But how, how easy was it to coordinate all this with I'll call them an outside vendor. I love them dearly, but to you, they're an outside vendor. Okay? So how do you coordinate with them? That, that's another key factor there. Okay? You get know, both mm-hmm. internal and external coordination, and you seem to be the expert at it. Okay? You've got to take your show on the road, my friend. Okay? Marvell, how'd you, how'd you do it? Yes. Uh, we met Barkey Tutors actually at a uh, conference, a technology conference. And so we kind of struck this up from the beginning with them, and we rolled it out as a pilot program uh, with one of our schools with a small subset of students. But right from the beginning, we were just really impressed with the level of service they provide. So in terms of the interactions, the I, I can call the the 
I'm not sure even title is. I don't even believe in titles. I, I can call the person I met from the first day from Varsity Tutor right now and she'll answer my call. She's like, she's really receptive with just keeping me in the loop and just staying on top of things for us. We have a dedicated customer service manager who manages all of our schools. They reaches out to the schools directly. Like once the program is kind of up and running, they reach out to the school, school leaders directly and give them reports, give them information, give them data, feedback, um, just checking in to see if they have any questions. Our Barclay Tutor has been really receptive with working with our media relations team in terms of making flyers and yeah. parent letters and news releases. It's really spreading the word about That's the importance so of this program. That is so important. That's it's so, so, important. so important. So we, again, yeah. they, they, they've been a real partner with us as opposed to really just being a vendor. Like sometimes sometimes you get these kind of programs and you pay for it, but you never hear from them again. Barclay's really been involved <laughs> with us every step along the way. It, that that is so important, and again, they're lucky to have you. Who both sides are lucky, to both your company inspire, and also your vendors. Of course, you know how to handle these things and put these things together, and it makes it. I, I always love to ask this question. Okay, and it, 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 as you look back on the whole process, is there anything you would you would have changed? Okay, to make it easier for everybody, or did, did it just work seamlessly? Yeah, I I may have. Try to get expand the program out a little bit more because right now again we only we have six thousand students and of yep. course we can't have all six thousand get high doses tutoring but I do believe that there is a potential to have more of our students here um, get more more students hmm. impact okay. with this I, I I've been pushing for this program to begin since last September and through some other factors behind the scenes we weren't able to get started till like January so I, mm-hmm. my my Typical. personal it would be started more early, earlier in the school year, make sure all the teachers are involved from the beginning with the planning stages, and just make sure that we can have like a seamless transition into all of our schools so that everyone knows everything at all times. That's a, that's a, that's a great answer. And how did you select which students? Okay, because we, we're talking about, we, we, originally we were going to talk about Tier 1 and Tier 2 student needs. Mm-hmm. Okay, how did you, you decide, okay, which students need this the most? It's a, yeah, and it could be it could go both ways. It's the kids who are struggling academically, or it could be the kids who are superior academically. Okay, and mm-hmm. they want to go further. I mean, how to make those decisions? Who, can, who yeah. gets what? We yeah we we give all of our students a diagnostic test three times a year, and so we use data to help us with these kinds of key decisions. What we focus on were students who were kind of on the cusp of showing mastery on their state standards, but are not there. We need a little extra push. We figured that our classroom teachers were their experts, and they could work with the students who were more, who need more high-intensive needs, but those students kind of in the middle always seem to get forgotten. They don't really raise yeah. the ruckus. They don't really call the lightning problems in school. They just kind of float by. And those are the kids who really want to have some attention laid upon them, because I, I was that student myself also. They kind of didn't cause any problems, and sometimes, you know, you don't get a lot of attention from the teachers, but I thought those kids really could benefit from having that attention from personalized tutors. So that yeah, that's where, you, that's tutors. where your mother stepped in. That's where your mother stepped yeah, in. Yeah. You, like get said, so, you get cracking, Marvel. <laughs> so, so with us, again, the, the, the tutor is important because <laughs> it gives that, those academic supports, but more importantly, I want those relationships built with our students and the tutors. Like, 
yeah. talking to us, someone who's been in college, who may live in a different part of the country than you. This, you can have that one-on-one relationship. Someone knows that you're important. They can ask how your day was going, how was your weekend, just keeping those students motivated and finding a reason to want to come to school. Oh, it's, 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 boy, if you can do that, and I hope you do. You know, one of my – the, the strangest thing, I'll tell you, and I love New Orleans, as I've mentioned. Okay, we used to go down there for the Mardi Gras parades. And I, because I'm in the education side, and I said this before in the show, I, I, I've, always, I, I've always been amazed at the musical ability, okay, as the, as the high school marching bands would walk by in the parades. I mean, these kids are, un, the kids oh, are unbelievable. Okay, yeah, you know, right. New Orleans is, is known for that. And what always struck me is the lousy math scores that were coming out of New Orleans schools, okay, because music is mathematics. Music is mathematics, and I, yeah. I I could never figure out why why we weren't capitalizing on the kids' love of music, and these kids should be excelling in in, in math. Yeah. Okay, and when mm-hmm. we're putting the two together, it just always struck me. And whenever I hear that we're moving these kids forward, okay, to me it's just so darn important. Okay, that right. we do this and understand their needs, etc. Are you are you doing this mostly with the, the tutoring? You're doing it mostly with the high school kids. Or the junior high house working out there that way, grade wise. Oh, oh no! Oh no! Quite primarily the the high dosage tutoring is in our K eight schools, preparing so oh, grades ooh. three through eight, and then the okay. high school students get the on demand tutoring. Wow, that's interesting. That's interesting, and I and I love that because we got to get kids excited in elementary school and keep them excited and keep yeah. them engaged and. And, and, you know, it's so hard. We, sometimes we forget as teachers, and I don't mean this is just a generic statement. You know, the kids are changing in terms of human development, all right? And mm-hmm. we expect them to love the subject we're, we're, we're teaching, but kids, kids are going through all sorts of other things, all right? And, yeah. and, it's, and we've yeah. got to just keep that – we've got to keep everything available to them, okay, mm-hmm. to make sure that they can get through this and keep them engaged. All right, and say that I know that when I when I talk with teachers, I say if you're spending your day at the board doing direct instruction, just talking to kids, that's not effective. You're gonna lose them because kids these days yeah. have grown up in in a video generation. They play video games. They like lights and sounds and colors and movement and and using their devices. You, that's you right. have to tap into that as a teaching device, mm-hmm. like. Use what they are familiar with to reach them. You need to implement videos and sounds and movement into your teaching strategies. It can't just be you direct instructing for an hour straight and expect kids not to fall asleep in your class. Like that, that, that old method does not work. Like teaching every kid the same thing, the same way every day, that is out. That, that does not work for our new kids. Kids need a personalized learning method that's customized for them, a way so they can actually learn what's important for them at that time. Boy, boy you, you, are, you are dead on right, i got to tell you. What's, I wanted to ask you this. I know you're having a, a job fair, I believe. I think it's this weekend. Maybe it's next weekend. Okay, coming up, all right, and, uh, which always brings up the question these days of teacher retention and teacher recruitment, if I may, all right? And what you're doing with the tutoring is really helping that, okay? That's, a, that's, a, that's, that's something that's going to bring teachers to your door. And I'm just curious, how are we doing at Inspire NOLA? Uh, and I hope they, they appreciate what you're doing, okay, with, um, 
with the teacher retention and teacher recruitment because what you're doing really helps them. Oh, thank you, thank you. Our current so, teachers we have here do appreciate it. Like I knew our, our students and our teacher population is very receptive of the tutoring, um, but it's right. always you're always looking to, to better ourselves. So if there are quality educators out there who are looking for a new opportunity at a, uh, a district and a network that really cares about them, that really wants to do the best thing, we, I would highly encourage them to apply on an Inspire NOLA. I hope they do. I hope they do. And one last thing before we go, and i got to mention this. Okay, Inspire NOLA, I'm going to get back here because this is so cool. I was just reading about Mackenzie Scott, uh, Jeff Bezos' ex-wife, the uh, philanthropist, all right, and who, I, who I think is just a terrific lady. Okay, and I've I got to read this. Inspire NOLA, your school group, received the largest single gift from philanthropist Mackenzie Scott. She gave you folks, if I'm reading this correctly, $8 bucks in December 12th? Yes, definitely. Yes. Wow. This was a, a donation to our, to our schools because she, she was really impressed with the work we're doing around the community. And so she really wanted to donate that money. We're gonna right now. We're trying to figure out the best usage for it, of course. But we're just so happy <laughs> that Cindy Scott and her foundation you know, saw something in Inspire Nola, and more importantly, saw something in the students of New Orleans that yeah. she wants to make a contribution to to help us better educate them. Right, and I, and I'll tell you, well, as I said a minute ago, I, I do like her. Okay, I think she's really a good person. Okay, and she does good things with the money that she's received. All right, as Jeff Bezos' ex-wife, and bless her heart, she, she, I just read the paper today where she's giving 250 groups, okay, each $1 million. Okay, wow. that's, this is what she's doing. I mean, she's amazing, okay, and bless her heart for doing that, you know. And you and I wow. could both live on just a million, but can you imagine, imagine how much money she has, you know, and she gave but she, we could do it, okay? But but she gave Inspire Nola, your charter school group, eight million bucks, okay? Eight yeah. million bucks. And this is what I've always said: the world has to step up and support education. It just has to public education, okay? And this is what's going on. Charter schools, of course, are public schools, okay? Mm-hmm. And I, I'll tell you, I, I'm just so impressed with everything you're doing, Marvel. Uh, just keep up the good work. You really, you you really. You're quite a prize, I have to tell you. You've done just great work down there. Thank you for being with us today. It's great, man. Well, thank you so much. I do appreciate you having me on today, and I just want to just kind of share that message with everyone who's listening. You know, just keep remember, remember what your inspiration is, you know, why we do the job. I know when I was a principal, I would have a, a sign above my door that my mentor gave me. It says, do what's best for the students. You know, as an yep. administrator, you have, you have to make thousands of decisions every day. Some of them are going to be right, some of them are going to be wrong. But as long as your motivation behind those decisions is doing what's best for the student, you can never make a mistake. You can always stand on accountability. You know what you're doing is for the right reason. So keep doing what's best for those students out there, and we will get this job done. Yeah, you will. You're doing a great job down there. Continued good fortune with it. Thank you, Marvel. This was just great. I really enjoyed meeting you. Thank you so much. Thank you, Larry. Have a great day. You take care, my friend. You too. Bye-bye. Okay, that's, wow, what a guy. Marvel Nolan, okay, who is the district coordinator of multi-tiered systems of support for Inspire Nola. Inspire, I'm going to get to the exact uh, 
thing. It's the thing. It link URL. <laughs> it's thing. Inspire Inspire Nola, like New Orleans, Louisiana. Inspire Nola Charter Schools dot org. Inspire Nola Charter Schools dot org. I do have it linked in front of you, but it's just really, really cool. I got to tell you, and uh, and the fact that they got that eight million bucks from the Mackenzie Scott just shows you how good they are. She she's a great philanthropist, but she doesn't give away the money lightly. She puts it in the right place. So I got to tell you, I'm very impressed with this. And I'm always very impressed with my good friends. Thank you so much, Allison and the gang down there, Rebecca, et cetera, for, for setting me up with this show. I really enjoyed it. I know the audience did too. Okay. You can go to varsitytutorsforschools.com. All right. And find out all the things that they're, uh, they're doing. Again, I have them linked on here. We're going to archive the show at ace-ed.org. And I hope you're always inspired, as I am, to get the right things done for all the kids and take advantage. And I, I am a real believer in tutoring for helping the teachers and helping the students. It just works. So please check it all out. I'm Larry Jacobs. This is Free K-12 Education Talk Radio. Thanks so much for listening and have a great day. It's the second day of spring. We're almost there. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.